0: Hello and welcome to this edition of The Heart Podcast. I'm Dr. Alistair Lindsay, and in today's podcast we'll be discussing the topic of aortic stenosis. Over the last few years, with the invention of TAVI, aortic stenosis research has really progressed at some pace. But of course, the ultimate clinical question remains when exactly we should intervene on an aortic valve. Aortic valve disease can progress at various rates, and it's an investigation of this topic that is the subject of today's podcast, We'll be discussing a paper entitled Hemodynamic and Anatomic Progression of Aortic Stenosis. Uh, That's by a group from Hôpital Bichat in uh, Paris, France. And I'm delighted to say that the first author, Virginia Nguyen, uh, joins me now. Virginia, good morning.
1: Good morning, Arista. Thank you
0: for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you for submitting your paper to heart, which we greatly enjoyed and were happy to publish. I just wonder, to begin with, if we talk about this field of aortic stenosis research, do you think over the last few years perhaps interest in this topic has had a resurgence somewhat due to the invention of TAVI and the availability of a new technique to treat aortic stenosis?
1: Yeah, in uh, symptomatic aortic stenosis, they were there, and uh, we have uh, some threshold for intervention. Whereas for asymptomatic aortic stenosis, the indications are not really clear. And aortic valve stenosis is commonly and classically described as a homogeneous and constant progression disease. But is progression is highly variable among individuals, and in the impact of baseline hemodynamic or anatomic AS severity remains unknown.
0: Yes, and that's certainly the subject of your paper, isn't it? That aortic valve stenosis is, is not so much degenerative, but progressive. Okay. Yeah, progressive,
1: and that, but the progression of aortic stenosis is not linear as we used to know.
0: Yes, absolutely. So y- you went about investigating this in a group of 149 patients. Can you tell us a little bit about the study design, uh, where you found those patients from and, and how you investigated them?
1: We enrolled in fact 149 patients in uh, two ongoing prospective cohorts named Cofrasa and Generac in Bichat Hospital. We in fact evaluated AS hemodynamic severity at baseline and yearly thereafter using first echocardiography by measuring mean pressure gradient and then AS anatomic severity uh, using computed tomography multi by measuring aortic valve calcifications.
0: Yes, and I think that second bit is quite important because it's only really in the last few years that it's been discovered that there is a correlation, isn't there, between aortic valve calcification and the hemodynamic severity. Was, Was that something you found as well?
1: Yes, the degree of aortic valve classification, also known as aortic severity, anatomic severity is closely related to AS hemodynamic severity as assessed using echography and can be considered as a complementary method for the evaluation of severity of AS in difficult cases.
0: So that's really interesting. That gives us a new tool, a new method of assessment that we we can try and use in these difficult cases sometimes of of whether an aortic valve is truly severe or or not. So when you perform that analysis, you did it every year. Uh, Your mean follow-up was 2.9 years. Can you tell us what you found? I mean, the most interesting finding as I see it is that the progression of aortic valve disease is very varied.
1: Yes. First, concerning about hemodynamic progression, we showed that AS progression rate was not uniform but was strongly related to baseline hemodynamic severity using mean pressure gradient or peak velocity or either arctic valve area. Even after adjustment for age, gender and aortic valve anatomy, baseline hemodynamic severity was an independent predictor of hemodynamic progression. Of course, the same results were obtained when peak velocity or aortic valve area were used instead of mean pressure gradient. Second of all, concerning anatomic progression, there was a correct linear correlation between anatomic and hemodynamic changes during the follow-up. However, aortic valve calcification progression rate was significantly associated with the baseline hemodynamic severity and was strongly related to baseline aortic valve calcification load. Furthermore, both baseline Mean uh, progression gradient and baseline aortic valve classification were independent determinants of aortic valve uh, progression. By contrast, progression was not different between patients with trileaflets and bicuspid aortic valve, or between male or and female patients.
0: Yes, I think that last point is, is very important because we always worry that bicuspid aortic valve disease may be something that's more aggressive. You had a, a, a relatively small number of patients in your cohort with bicuspid aortic valve disease, but certainly you didn't see any evidence in this study that they progress any differently. Is, is that correct?
1: Yes, it's correct. We didn't see a difference, but uh, we have to signal that the number of bicuspid aortic valve was only 24 patients. And then some future paper will be uh, needed to find if a bicuspid uh, flat aortic valve had not the different progression disease compared to tricuspid uh, classic aortic valve.
0: Yes, I, th- I think that's a sensible ca- yes. cautionary note. But just to summarize, so you divided patients into mild, moderate, and severe aortic stenosis at baseline According to their hemodynamic gradient, and also yes. according to their aortic valve calcification, and what you essentially found was that the more severe the hemodynamic gradient, or the more severe the valve calcification, the more rapidly the valve disease progressed.
1: It's exactly as present studies clearly show that baseline severity of aortic stenosis assessed using either echocardiography or computed tomography influenced the progression rate of the disease.
0: So this is a really important clinical finding, Virginia. Of course, in some ways, this backs up what we already know. We do tend to see patients with severe aortic stenosis in the clinic and perhaps bring them back for another ECHO scan earlier than we would patients with mild or moderate disease. It also has implications for the pathology of aortic stenosis as well. I I noticed in the discussion you mentioned not just calcification, but also things like fibrosis that may be accelerating this process.
1: Yes, clinical and what we already know is that clinical and histological similarities with is that uh, arctic stenosis has similarities with atherosclerosis mm. and, uh, and led the hypothesis that statins may prevent AS progression but we already know that three clinical trials assess the effect of statin and fail to demonstrate any effect. So our paper underlined the necessity for exploring other pathophysiological pathways uh, related to AS Uh, physiopathology, uh, such as less bone remodeling by recovering D-vitamin level, inhibition of uh, bone growth factors or maybe biphosphonates or also such as uh, less leaflet calcifications by improving NO signaling with uh, some uh, medication. There's a lot to do.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I guess the ultimate aim is that as you're showing that the valve disease progresses, hopefully if we can intervene at an earlier stage, we can prevent a lot of valve disease becoming severe, if we understand those mechanisms better. Exactly, yeah. Okay. The final question. You said that the data came from a large prospective study, in fact two that you are involved in. Can we expect to see uh, more research on this topic from you in the future?
1: Sure, sure. There is a, a lot of research about uh, these two prospective cohorts and we are now working on uh, some biomarkers like peptide natriotic type B on the effect and the help that mm. it can give us to manage asymptomatic aortic stenosis patients.
0: Yes, absolutely. I thought of just one more thing, regarding the CT scans, on a practical note, are they something you're using in the clinic in a lot of patients now, maybe not all the stenosis patients, but maybe in the more severe ones or the borderline severe ones? When do you find yourself using CT in your clinic?
1: Mm. Aortic valve gasification is the leading process to aortic stenosis, however, echocardiographic evaluation of AS severity may be technically challenging in patients with poor echocardiographic windows, such as... As obese patients or patients with severe chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Furthermore, in patients with depressed ejection fraction and low flow, low gradient, yeah. we use multi-slice tomography in such difficult uh, cases uh, in order to differentiate uh, pseudo-severe aortic stenosis and real severe aortic stenosis.
0: Absolutely, and, and that's been my experience too. That it can be very important in cases yeah. like that to help me the difference. Well, Virginia, thank you very much indeed for your time. It's been really fascinating talking to you. Clearly, uh, this is an area which is continuing to to grow. The research field is expanding and, as we said at the beginning, moving moving quicker than ever. And I suspect we may well be discussing this topic again in the near future.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Alistair.